welcome back. This is License to View. This is a weekly pop culture podcast where two best friends get together to talk about pop culture stuff. I'm Jason, that's Zach. What's going on, man? Uh, you know, not too terribly much. I've just started my long road uh, back into playing Persona 5 again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been... Okay. Well, I bought Persona Royal when it came out, like, oh my god, when was that, like a year and a half, two years ago now? And I bought it, and I never booted it up, because like, I played the first Persona, and I'm I'm pretty sure I got like 80% done with the game, and then I don't remember what happened, I just like fell off of it, um, yeah. but... Um, Persona Royal came out, and I've like had it on my PS4 forever. And I was like, you know what? Eventually, I'm gonna get to this because it's got all the like quality of life changes and stuff like that that Atlas always does when they re-release the Persona game with the new edition and whatnot. Um, but I just knew it was like, you know, it took me so long to get where I was in Persona 5, the original, that I was like, fuck, dude, do I really want to like go through that again? But like now, I started playing again, and I was like, yep, I'm still. <laughs> having a lot of fun with this game i have it a lot i'm enjoying it a lot and soundtrack's still a fucking banger yeah yeah uh i'll always want to try those games and then i always try them and then always realize that i don't care about those games yeah that's fair it's something cool if it was if it just wasn't the pokemon shit i'd be all about it but the pokemon shit ruins it for me honestly the pokemon shit's like not a huge part of it i mean there's definitely like I mean, the Personas are, like, definitely a part of it, but, like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's definitely, like, a segmented thing to it. And, like, in the overall scheme of thing, like, battle system-wise, like, they're a huge part of it, obviously. But, like, in the overall scheme of the game, like, they're really not that big. Like, it's mostly about, like, the, the lifestyle, slice-of-life stuff with, like, going to school and, like, all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's, it's the combi- combining stuff I don't care for. Mm, yeah. So having to evolve, combine that that whole yeah, thing it's, I don't care it about. gets really complicated too because like it really doesn't make sense like what things combine to make what certain things. So it's really kind of like trial by error a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, they have the handy little thing where they have like a they have a fuse by results thing. So instead of like trial by error or whatever, you can actually like they have like a table that you can like go down and actually see like what creates what and like you know before you ever fuse anything anyways, like it shows you what's created and like what kind of moves they have. So, I mean, that part's a little bit yeah. like, you know, it's not exactly caution to the wind, but it's still like, it takes a lot of mental energy to go through it and figure out like what you need and like what needs to be done. And like, you know, sometimes it's got to like go into like your registry and like put, dig out old personas so that you can like fuse them together to like create what you want. So, I mean, it's definitely not, you know, the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. Well, that's cool, dude. I know I got a bunch of stuff uh, on my list for, the end of the month yeah when we do our uh, our wrap-up episode yes for august uh right now I'm, I'm here sipping on an ipa oh yeah sipping on a steel hands juicy hazy ipa i don't think i've ever casey heard of that. steel hands at, yeah from casey south carolina i've never heard this is the first time i've ever heard of it uh, my fiance just bought it she's at a at a beer store liquor store and uh said that it looked it looked cool, or it was cheap, or something. It was like it was like a, the cheapest IPA, six pack. Like, okay, we'll get it. We'll try it. And it's pretty fucking good. Okay. So that's that's really all I've been doing. I got a lot of shit going on, in terms of um, binge watching stuff. Mm. I'll, I'll mention at the end, end of the month. Yeah. Uh, but I will say now, that it involves um, the Simpsons. Okay. 
So there's that. Um, That's a lot of binge watching then, to do. Yeah, I've been binging that, and then also I, I read the the chapter of Bleach. Okay. That came out. I'll talk about that too. But that's besides the point. Zach, we're here to review. I think it's our first comedy for the podcast. Uh, I, I don't know. It if it's not the first, it's like in the like first five because we really don't do a lot of comedies. I can't think of anything else that's comedy, pure comedy. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we other stuff we do has like strokes of comedy in it but yeah this is like yeah. i feel like this might be yeah probably one of the first pure comedy movies that we've done like we did oh brother yeah we did oh brother we did but it's Fargo. not a, it's like, not a there's comedy stuff with like comedy in it for sure but... yeah there's still drama yeah like it's a drama with comedy mm-hmm. you know whereas this is this movie is only a this com- is comedy, a comedy through and through baby so zach what are we talking about this week we are talking about uh, the classic sci-fi parody film, Mel Brooks' Spaceballs. And Jason, I don't know, you said you'd never watched this before. I've watched this movie along with Blazing Saddles hundreds of times. Uh, I hadn't watched it in a while, um, but re-watching it this week, I was like, yeah, still fucking funny, and I love it to death. I love this movie so much. Yeah. I uh no I was going to ask you uh what yeah what is your history with Spaceballs? What's your history with Mel Brooks in general? Mm. And do you remember like when you first heard about Spaceballs? How how did you first see it? Do you remember any of that stuff? So I think uh the biggest thing for me is uh I don't have a deep history with Mel Brooks. Like I haven't seen all this stuff, but um I mean, obviously, Blazing Saddles is, like, the first thing that, like, my dad introduced me to. Because that's, like, one of his favorite comedies of all time. Like, he loves it. Uh, so much so that, like, when he plays fantasy football, his team name is named after the main character from Blazing Saddles. Like, he just loves it that much. Um, so that was, like, my first, like, tinge of Mel Brooks. And then I think we also had, like, a, I don't know exactly when, but I know at some point we had a DVD of Spaceballs too. So it was, like, this was the one that I always graduated more towards rewatching more than so than Blazing Saddles. Like I still find Blazing Saddles really, really funny, but like obviously the sci-fi aspect is something that like grips me a lot more. That's something that like I like a lot more. And like the, I mean, it's like, you know, this is space Pulse has a t- tinge of like a bunch of different sci-fis in it, but it's mainly, mainly star Wars is like the big thing. And so like, yeah. you know, loving star Wars as a kid and like seeing like all the jokes that are based off of that, um, is super fun to watch. Um, but yeah, it's not like I don't have like a super deep history with Mel Brooks. I mean, I've watched like Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs, uh, uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I've watched. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Those are the main ones I watched. Like um, and Young Frankenstein. Um, I've watched like um, some of his other ones, like Twelve Chairs, I think, or uh, History of the World Part Two, or like I've seen parts of those, but I've actually never actually sat down and like watched the whole movies. Um, but I do really love his comedy a lot. It's really funny to me. Yeah, you know, and I um, I think I have almost the inverse uh, connection to Spaceballs, but particularly Mel Brooks, Brooks in general, mm-hmm. is that I avoided this movie like the plague until we watched it. Okay. I avoided Spaceballs forever. Yeah. I remember being a kid and people talking about it 
like they loved it. They would love seeing it on Comedy Central mm-hmm. or on what, TBS, whatever, whatever channel was playing it. And they just talked, they raved about it. My, my friends, people I knew, just loved that. It was so funny as a kid. You're like, this is amazing. You know, everyone knows Star Wars. So this is like, Rick Moranis is like the, the funniest fucking character. Everyone loves Dark Helmet is great. And I just would see it on TV because I didn't have it. I just would see it on TV mm-hmm. being played and go, this is fucking dumb. As a 12-year-old being like, this is stupid. And I think it's because as a 12-year-old, I loved comedy, mm-hmm. right? I was a comedy geek as a kid, but I didn't know what how, what comedy I liked. Mm-hmm. I just thought that I liked stand-up. Yeah. And I liked, like, sketch stuff, like Mad TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, actually I just avoided it because I, I thought that it was too goofy. It's definitely goofy. I was like, like his his comedy definitely leans toward like, I don't know, because I mean he's got like the goofy stuff in there, but he's still got jokes that are like very well written as well. No, for sure, but it's almost as it's definitely it was definitely as a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. I thought I almost feel like I was too comedy pretentious as a twelve year old. <laughs> like I, I I remember being a kid and spending so much of my time on uh, Friday nights watching all the reruns of Comedy Central Presents, mm-hmm. which are the half-hour specials. Yeah. Or even the, they lead up, lead up to new ones. And that's how I discovered, like, Mike Birbiglia or Jim Gaffigan or Louis Black mm-hmm. or, you know, Doug Benson or any of these comedians that I ended up liking at some point. Mm-hmm. Dane Cook, before Dane Cook was super huge, right? Um, and thinking, like, seeing Spaceballs and being like, this is lowbrow. <laughs> and I'm 12 years old, like, this is lowbrow. Like, goofy goof bits, I don't care about this stuff, right? But then, like, two years later, I saw Men in Tights. I was like, this is a fucking, so fucking funny. And I didn't know it was the same person. Yeah. But, like, of course it's the same fucking person, right? But I loved Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. as a 14-year-old. Yeah. 13, I thought Dave Chappelle was my, one of my favorite comics. So I watched the movie because of Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even because I liked Carrie Ellis, which, I, at that point in my life, I have never, I never saw Princess Bride. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a connection to him. It was Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, oh, Half-Baked. I love Dave Chappelle. I love, you know, Killing Them Softly. Yeah. Came out a little bit later, but all that stuff, right? So I avoided Spaceballs, and my dad, you, you see your dad liked Blazing Saddles? My dad loved Young Frankenstein. Okay. But he would he would never, we never had it in the house. Mm-hmm. No, no reason. He, he would just, just watch never, it when it was on? Yeah, he just watched it when it came out, mm-hmm. and then he just liked it from then. You know what I mean? Because in the house, he only, he only had, like, westerns mm-hmm. and, like, fucking, like, science fiction, like, action movies and, like, fucking Robocop yeah. and Terminator, shit like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He never had comedies, so I never really... I didn't see Young Frankenstein until years later. Yeah. I think I was probably, like, 18 before I saw it. Damn. You know what I mean? Because pretty much, honestly, straight up, you know... Um, 90% of Gene Wilder's filmography, I never saw until I was a full adult. Because mm-hmm. I, I just, I only saw Willy Wonka because everyone, everyone's Everybody's seen Willy, seen Willy Wonka, yeah. Because if you have ABC Family, back when ABC Family was actually ABC Play Family. all the time. Every fucking year, they're playing Willy Wonka like crazy. Yeah. You know, so I've seen that, obviously, but I'd never saw any of these other stuff. So Young Frankenstein was like a whole new, mm-hmm. I'd never even fucking heard of it before. Um, so it's my first time watching Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since you've seen it so many times, I want to, we'll start there. Mm-hmm. 
how does it hold up to someone who's seen the movie a thousand times? It still holds up to me, dude. I mean, it's like, you know, I haven't seen it in a few years, but, like, there are still those jokes that, like, get me every single time. And, I mean, it's like, it's also like, um, I wanted to bring this up a little bit, too, because this is something that I kind of noticed while watching it as well, which is that, like, Mel Brooks has a habit, I mean, I mean not in all of his movies, because I haven't seen all of his movies, at least, but, like, in the ones that I've watched, like, Men in Tights, Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs. He usually has like one or two like serious actors. Like in this one, he's got like Bill Pullman and like Men in Tights. It's like Carrie Carrie was in what was it in Blazing Saddles. I don't know exactly who he was, but the guy who plays uh, the sheriff. And then he like is able to like draw out their comedy, especially with, like surrounding with like comedic actors. With like you know Blazing Saddles, you've got Gene Wilder in there, and then in you know in Spaceballs, I mean, you've got Rick Moranis, who's hilarious whenever he's on screen. And then you've also got John Candy, who I adore. Um, so it's like he, he gets that interesting mix of like a serious actor that like puts like a, an actual like, you know, um, like thespian actor face on the movie. But then he surrounds him with all these people that are able to like draw these jokes and make them even more funny. And even with like the regular actors as well, he's able to like get them to do stuff that is just like hilarious to me, but I, I still enjoy well, it's the, um, it's the dumb and dumber effect. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like that movie I think is, was so funny as a kid mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm pretty sure it still holds up. Yeah. But also because of the fact that what's his name is not a comedian. Yeah. What's, Oh my God. What is his name? Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels is not a yeah. comedian. Everything besides like how, Dumb and Dumber is like for him like super serious. On how, how do I go from like literally I'll just watch Speed and then the next time next day I'm seeing I'm watching him in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Like it's like that paradigm shift, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure is a wrestling finishing move. I think it is. Who's whose finisher is the paradigm shift? That sounds like. Hold on. Oh, who's whose finisher is the, it's a new it's a person who's currently wrestling paradigm shift who is that is that a new japan guy or AEW guy john moxley that's what it is yeah it's the double double handed dd uh, double what's it called double arm ddt yeah because he has two he had two names for it he has he calls it the paradigm shift and like the death something it's a death edge what? i think when he's in New Japan, he calls it the death thing. When he's in AEW, he calls it the paradigm shift. Death Rider, yeah. He has two different names for it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I... And so, so speaking of... But talking about uh, John Candy. Yeah. Right? I really don't have a huge, like, love mm. or wealth of... You know, I've only seen... I've seen 1941. Mm. I've seen, obviously, the big ones, Planes, Trains. Obviously, I've seen Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw Armed and Dangerous, but other than that, I don't really know what else he's been in. I, I obviously Home Alone, obviously he's in that, but I'm I'm much more in the Dan Aykroyd, yeah, like all his comedies. Mm-hmm. That's kind of more my speed. Um, I don't think that's by choice. I think that's by just having Dragnet in the house mm. and watching Dragnet a lot, and then also watching like. You know whatever else he was in, spies like us, yeah, shit like that as a kid, which are also goofy, but I just I don't know something about Spaceballs, which is always like this is like maybe because I love Star Wars so much. That's possibly part of it too, because yeah, I mean it really like digs at not just Star Wars in specific, but like I mean it's like 
Mel Brooks is all his movies, but like whatever he's uh, focused on at that point, like he really digs into like the specifics behind like yeah. the mythology and like the things that people like, and is really able to like turn them on their head in a way that's to me very funny. You know, something about just as, even as a child, there's something about like you're gonna spoof one of my favorite things. Nah, I'm good. Cause, I, cause like to me, like think about it, right, like in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Spoof movies were like actually well done. Yeah. Right. Like top top secret and stuff like that. All the Zucker stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you get to when we're children. It's like scary in movie late, and all in the late nineties to to the early two thousands, yeah. where it's all scary movie and shit like that, which is like not. Well, now really they've a spoof like kind of disappeared, haven't they? Yeah, they're pretty much gone. Yeah. You know, um, really I think exist. they primarily only the la- I think they primarily only exist like in the black film world. Um, yeah, I guess there was I, like a, I don't remember how long, but yeah, they it was a, like a, a Wayans the, brother. What was it? The Paranormal Activity. Yeah, like the Wayans brother had one. Yeah, you know, and they're like the only ones that really still do it. Yeah, it's like the Wayans brothers, which obviously they have ties to yeah, scary movie and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so for me, having seen this finally for the first time in full, because I've seen scenes, I couldn't tell you what scenes I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, having seen it for the first time, having already have had other Mel Brooks movies digested at this point. Yeah. It's exactly what I expected. I didn't think that it's the best thing of all time. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think Mel Brooks, comedy is my favorite type of comedy, That's fair. but I enjoyed the movie 90%. Okay. I think that I'll cut to the chase. I think the last act, I kind of got bored. I, I thought that definitely we're going to be watching it too. Um, like after the robo maid blows up, I was like, oh yeah, there's a, like a lot of exposition back dump yeah. that they kind of like do with like the marriage and all that shit. Although that has one of my best bits in it, which is when they're at the diner and the fucking alien pops out of John Hurt. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. That's- my my, fa- my favorite bit, I laughed a, good, a decent bit, but pretty much like 99% of my laughs were all Moranis. Oh yeah, Moranis is like, I mean, he's That's usually it. got like some of the best stuff in the whole thing. Like none of the, I didn't laugh at all at John Candy, really. Oh really? Smirks. I got some smirks going on. Okay. But Rick Moranis was the only time I actually like, this is funny. But that's also because he's he's that's what that's what he is in every movie. Yeah, I mean he's just funny. You know, no matter what. I, I I mentioned last week. I don't know if I was on the podcast or not, but I mentioned watching Strange Brew because mm-hmm. he's and he just he's so fucking good in that. But um, my favorite bit in the movie is the quick one liner, which is at, at the beginning of the movie, when he uh, says to his right hand man, he calls him uh, Colonel Sanders. I was I was waiting for the KFC bit right there. And Mel Brooks didn't it. give it to me. You got it eventually. He didn't give it. He, yeah, but he didn't give it to me then. No, he, he gave it to he me forty it. minutes later. He gave it to me forty minutes later, and then I. And they're about to jump to hyperspace. He's, what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Chicken? You chicken? That killed. That killed me, because it was like I was waiting for it, and I forgot about it. Yeah. And then he just brings it right back up, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, um, while the third act I think is really slow and kind of lost me, mm-hmm. I, I love. I don't think that he, Mel Brooks, and obviously he's probably talked about this in interviews a thousand billion times, so mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it, but the amount of effort into practical effects... Oh, it's crazy. Is so, yeah. It's so good that they don't... That alone makes me go, okay, he's not like... He's actually, like, trying to, yeah. you know, 
he's he's not digging at this. Like he's he's obviously he clearly likes homaging, it a lot. Yeah, he's homaging or at least it, understands like what he's it. trying to parody. Like if he was doing like a parody, and he was doing the space scenes, and they just looked like complete shit. Yeah. Or the sets look like complete shit. I would be kind of bored or annoyed by it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he they put money into making the sets look good yeah. shows me that they're hey we're gonna parody this and also make it quality a quality parody because we're gonna put money into the spaceship the spaceship even if the designs are goofy on purpose yeah. they're gonna look good going through space mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that alone gives me like the at the beginning of the movie when Hellman is like looking at the radar and they yeah. going to the coffee machine both those machines look really good they look good machines yeah. So for that alone, I'm like, okay, they're putting money into the to the spoofs, to the bits. Mm-hmm. It's not just like haphazard, like stupid, you know, we're going to make it look bad on purpose. Yeah. We don't care about putting quality in it. We're going to actually try and make it look good. Well, I think that's the thing that I enjoy about, you know, I haven't seen too many of the Zucker comedies. But, I mean, I think that's the thing that I like about Mel Brooks's stuff a lot is that, like, you know, he's parrying a lot of stuff, but, like, yeah, he's, like, not half-assing it. Like, he's like, you're not going to laugh at this because it's bad. You're going to laugh at this because it's funny and the jokes are good. Like, the joke isn't that, oh, the sets are bad, that's so funny. Like, the joke is the joke. Yeah, I think that it would actually it would lose the uh, effectiveness of the joke. Oh, 100%. If it wasn't also, like... Uh, produced in a way that it could be like they're this is trying to be this is a movie yeah you know like we're making this look good because it's a movie and we're putting millions of dollars into it mm-hmm. so the it, it's going to accompany the joke which is also parodying Star Wars Star Trek or whatever yeah. it is and I think that really like impressed that, that really impressed mm-hmm. me because I haven't I didn't know you know every scene that I saw growing up was just, was just them in a cockpit so I didn't know yeah what the ships look like that's fair yeah, because I mean, you know, you know, yeah, as far as like, you know, watching scenes or like watching random scenes or s- something like that, like a lot of the stuff, yeah, would take place in like a cockpit set. Like you're not really going to get those establishing shots of like yeah. what the ships look like or like what his rocket Winnebago looks like flying through space. Yeah. So. But I mean, the lasers look good. Mm-hmm. The, the guns look good. But most most importantly, like. I uh, I was the whole movie. I was so impressed with the Rick Moranis costume. Oh, his dark helmet costume. Because yeah. even though it's it's obviously we all it's a spoof of Vader, mm-hmm. and I think it's funny. The suit itself is made really well. It's not that bad. That's, yeah, that's like a really good like. If it didn't have the functioning swivel mm-hmm. of the of the faceplate, the helmet looks good. From behind, when he's walking, it looks like Vader with a big ass head. Yeah. The actual leather or pleather or whatever it is mm-hmm. looks really well made. So like if that was like, you know, a B movie shit quality, I think that the parody itself would just lose something. But because it's so good, plus Rick Moranis being so naturally funny, yeah. Like, cause he's funny when they're just talking and he's not he's not even saying anything. He's making facial expressions yeah. and he's funny, you know. And that's the beauty of. You know of Tully mm. and Ghostbusters, just that he's just like just like makes faces, talking about his party and like yeah. you know and it's just fucking it's funny. It's not even a joke. It's just, it's just he's funny. He's just naturally funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the end of the movie, I didn't. This is bad, but not really. At the end of watching Spaceballs, mm-hmm. 
I didn't think, wow, that was a hilarious movie, right? Mm. It was a funny movie. I enjoyed it for the most part, mm-hmm. mostly. But my, my, my initial reaction was, man, I can't believe we lost Rick Moranis for 26 years or however long. Yeah. Like that, it just made me so mad because like, he's so fucking funny and we could have gotten so much good shit. Yeah. You know, and do do you know why he quit acting? No, I don't know why. His wife died. Oh, okay. Like, I think in the 90s. So he like quit acting to to take care of their kids. Mm -hmm. So the reason was like a complete honorable. Yeah. Like legit, like good a smart like what a parent would do really like hey i'm rich i get royalties i'm successful so, i've got enough money i don't need to act yeah i'm gonna take care of my kids. yeah love of my life dies i have like three kids so i'm gonna fucking be a dad so i completely get it yeah but he's so fucking funny that it shows me like dude we could have had like five or six more amazing yeah you know rick miranda's movies since 80 whatever 92 or whatever the fuck it was yeah. when he did the last honey i shrunk or whatever yeah because he's coming back for the next honey i shrunk the is he okay he won't do ghostbusters apparently i don't know why but he'll come back for honey i shrunk the whatever maybe he just doesn't want to do that because i guess in honey i shrunk the kids like he's not as much of like the goofy persona he is in like ghostbusters like maybe he just doesn't want to do like the super goofy thing because at least in honey i shrunk I the kids like he's an actual like character like he's like he's a dad so yeah i mean i'm trying to think like 23 a year hiatus from live action films Jeez, that's crazy he's coming back for the movie called shrunk which is the next um is that the soft reboot for i honey honey i shrunk the kids well i assume he's playing the same it's a reboot for honey i shrunk the kids okay. um disney plus theatrical release now hmm. the film being set 30 years after the original film okay and i guess josh gad is in it uh he plays his son josh gad plays his son plays his son yeah i don't really find josh gad that funny though neither do i but um it's okay whatever <laughs> um yeah, I, I like the movie, man. It's funny. It's yeah. a really funny movie, and it's it's lighthearted enough, and it's it's one of those movies that I um I'm I'm looking for more in my life now because I don't watch enough more movies just, like this. You mean? Yeah, I don't I don't really watch enough just goof movies. Yeah, I watch really like serious mm-hmm. movies most of the time. Obviously. Part of that time is dedicated towards, like, fucking... Okay, what did Nicolas Cage come out with this year? What five movies did he make this yeah. year? <laughs> you see, you see the trailer for his new movie? That's not Pig? No. Dude, it looks fucking sick. What is it? It's called, like... Uh, hold on, I'll pull it up for you. I'll, I'll give you the title so you can watch it after. Um, it looks... The trailer's out. It looks fucking sweet. Hmm. It's got like Gonzo. It's the same director who made fucking Suicide Club... And like all these Japanese, he's a Japanese guy. Huh. It's called Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Prisoners of the Ghost and, Land. And bro, the trailer came out a few days ago. It's fuck. It looks fucking sick. It's like a weird like Mad Maxy samurai Gonzo movie where he's like a he's like a prisoner. He has to he has to like save this person's daughter, 
but he's wearing a bomb suit. If he doesn't save his daughter in like however many, however, however much time, the bomb suit will explode. Huh. It looks fucking sweet. Okay. It's like samurais in it and stuff. I don't know. I don't want to bring every episode back to Nicolas Cage, but, um, you know, yeah, it, Spaceballs is it's, it's fun and I really enjoy it because it's like, I like I said I don't, I don't watch movies like this enough, mm-hmm. so it's fun to like, as I'm getting older, I'm not old by any means, but as I'm getting older, to be able to just like watch a fucking like stupid movie because this movie's stupid. Yeah, it's a stupid movie. And my, my, my fear about that is it's true. It's a stupid movie. But all but so is Men in Tights and I love Men in Tights. Yeah. Um, so I mean Yeah, I mean uh, I mean as far as like, you know, if you're looking for a comedy movie, I don't know if you want a movie that's like gonna be the most serious thing in the world. Like I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that the I mean I don't know, I wanted to take that because it's not that this movie doesn't take itself seriously. Because, I mean clearly, you know, with the sets and everything, like it's a serious movie in the fact that, like, you know, it's not just, like, slapped together oh, yeah. for, like, a paycheck or something like that. Like, clearly Mel Brooks, like, yeah. cared about the product. It's, it's serious about its comedy. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Well, it's even the Men in Tights. Like, those, yeah. Like, it's it's serious about its comedy. It's not like it's a epic movie. It's a, yeah, it's not trying to be, like, a life-changing story or yeah. experience or anything like that. Like, it's... Its goal is to be funny and to make you laugh, and for me, it does that. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't like laugh out loud except for that fucking KFC bit. Um, I the the bit about the whole idea of the force and the Schwartz, Schwartz. kind of was like super like, all right, this is like some like old Jewish guy making a Jewish bit. I don't really care. The only one I really liked is with that whole scene. It was when they do the merchandising bit. That's a, that's that's a good bit for me. That was really funny. I liked the lightsaber bit where, like... When they like, get their you know, Schwartz tangled? <laughs> no, before that, when they first ignite the lightsabers. Oh, yeah, yeah, just where, 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 like, where he's like, oh, you're, it's as big as mine. <laughs> and, like, and Bill Pullman's like, uh... That's I remember... Really I think one of the things that I remembered watching this movie, and, you know, it's in all of El- Mel Brooks's comedies, really, but I feel like this is the one that, like leans on it the the heaviest at least as far as like i can remember but like how meta this movie is and how much like it oh, realizes yeah. that it's a movie i mean like the best bit for that is obviously like when they watch the actual movie as they're making the movie which is like i like that bit a lot where they're having like that weird existential crisis that mcmoranis has when he tries to just figure out the meaning of now yeah well also i also think that it's it's um oh god what was i saying shit Oh fuck! I can't remember. Sorry. That's all right. I can't remember what I was gonna try. I was trying to say something about like Rick Moranis or something. I don't remember what it was. Mm. I don't know. But so one thing that I I didn't think that the the parody itself in terms of like the the character parodies were all that funny except for Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that the yogurt was really funny at all. Mm. Um, the the merchandising bit is really funny. Mm-hmm. But um, other the than that, char- really do the character part. itself didn't really do much for me. Yeah. Um, the f- Bill Pullman being a mixture of Han Solo and Luke but also kind of yeah. Luke was like okay. Um, the parody of Chewbacca? Leia didn't oh. doesn't really land because Leia was never really a brat. Yeah. But I understand for the character purposes that it has to, doesn't have to be 
exactly the character, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, John Candy was funny. Um, but I think the funniest part with that character was more so just the tail bits where the tail bits him in the funny, head. Yeah. You just keep smacking him with his tail. Yeah, that's funny. Um, oh, but what I was going to say about what your point was about the meta part, mm. the amount of fourth world, like yeah. fourth wall breaking is was is super high in this movie. Yeah. And I think that those are, those are funny for the most part. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that any of the, any of the times that they broke the fourth wall were super, um, offensive or anything no. like that, that they were all pretty effective and funny mm-hmm. but i can't really remember now i watched it this morning i can't even remember now what the what most of them were uh well obviously there's the 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 bit with uh them watching the movie uh yeah there's um shit now i can't remember most of them like as i'm watching there's a, there's it, a I'm, yogurt oh bit well too, the right? stunt double bit the stunt double bit stunt double bit. that's like yeah. another big one um those are the two big ones. I know there's a bunch of like other like smaller ones. Isn't there a, mer- a merchandising bit too? Isn't there a fourth world break in the merchandising part? I can't remember. I mean, there's definitely like outside of the merchandising bit, especially when like you go onto like the Spaceballs world and it's like fucking President Scrooge's like sheets are like Spaceballs movie sheets. Uh, yeah. And then he's also reading a book about Richard Nixon because they're both terrible presidents. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. There might be another merchandising one. I can't remember. Hmm. I don't know. They're, they were funny, though. Yeah. Even though... I think that's a, the exact quality of the movie that I'm expecting, which is... It's a funny movie. Yeah. Well, give me the bit. Well, uh... There's, like, two I can think of. Like, that's like kind of like what I... Like, mm. did you ever watch Road Trip growing up? I don't think I did. Okay, so I did. I, I used to watch That's like the American all of those. Pie thing, right? It, it's same it's like same crew or whatever. Uh, just Stifler. Okay. Um, but I watched all those early two thousands to mid two thousands, like frat, like all the ones that were supposed to be fucking Revenge of the Nerds, but yeah. in the two thousands, I watched all those things before I should even watch all those things. Mm-hmm. Right? I just watched them all because when you're a child and the people are like, "Oh, there's boobs in this one," you're like, "Yeah." Of course, I'm gonna Hell watch yeah. this movie or try That's to find it. That's the next one on the watch list, baby. Or someone's older brother. I remember the first time I saw American Pie, it's because someone's older brother or someone's parent—I can't remember who what it was—had like a DVD copy of it, and I was like, "We're watching this. We're gonna 100%, watch." We're watching it. I remember watching it, being like, "I boob, sure, <laughs> cool," but I didn't really get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So all those movies I would watch, but I couldn't tell you really, like, oh, here's a funny joke. Yeah. But there's something about that quality of joke, like quality of movie, mm-hmm. that I'm perfectly content with. Because that's what Spaceballs is to me, really. Yeah. Which is like, I love Men in Tights, but I couldn't tell you a single bit right now. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I couldn't tell you because it's been a long time since I've watched Men in Tights. It's definitely a, yeah. the ones that I've seen. It's the one that I've rewatched the least, but... It's not like a, like Ghostbusters where I can tell you yeah. Ghostbusters bits or mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another comedy I can tell you. Um, shit. I don't really watch many comedies. I don't really uh, watch many comedies that are that memorable to me. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Here, I'm, I'm going to pull up my hard drive real quick and look at my comedies. The ones there. I think of are, yeah, like Ghostbusters, Blazing oh, Saddles, Spaceballs. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. I look at my hard drive. I couldn't tell you a I, I can't. I mean, I don't watch them enough. They're not in my regular rotation. Yeah. I think it's because they just don't make good comedies anymore. 
Not really. I mean, a lot of times when like a movie's got like comedy or stuff in it, it's usually nowadays it's like the comedy's couched around some other genre. Like, there's not really like pure comedy films anymore. And I I've seen in theaters obviously before this last fourteen months, mm-hmm. I've seen uh, a couple comedies in theaters. Like I saw Tag. I don't think I've ever watched Tag. I saw Game Night. Um, these are like pure comedy movies, yeah. with, like some crimey elements or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't tell you a single fucking joke or bit that like stood out. Yeah, they were fine movies, but I couldn't tell you. Um, but I could tell you all the funny bits in Scream One and Two. Yeah, and it could be also a nostalgia, t- like a timing thing. That's possible. But also because, but also because those movies are really jam packed full of Zucker funnies. Yeah. Before they went downhill, but even though Scary Movie Three. Still pretty funny. I don't even remember which one Scary Movie 3 was. Scary Movie 3 is with Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman's in Scary Movie 3? Uh, yeah, he plays uh, he plays Nicholas, he plays uh, Mel Gibson in Signs. I thought that was Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, that's one. Char- sorry, Charlie Sheen, yeah, Charlie Sheen, you're right. Okay. Charlie Sheen and the hot dog bit when his wife is dying... After the car accident. Uh, it's been like a long time to, since I've watched Scary Movie 3. His, so his wife is in a car accident, right? And uh-huh. like he's trying to ask, I'm just from memory, he's like trying to ask the EMT or the cop like if she can still have sex or something or explain it. And he's like constantly pulling out other metaphors or symbols for a penis and a vagina. He's like a hot dog and a hot dog bun and like a donut. He's like trying to, and it's like so fucking dumb. This is the same movie with Leslie Nielsen in it as the president. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Um, that's it's it's that's pretty funny. Obviously, the fucking first and second one though. Those are the ones that really stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, is there anything else, man? I can't think of anything else. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. It's funny. It's goofy. It's yeah. It's what I expect from a Mel Brooks, Brooks movie and. I don't regret watching it. I've had a good time. Uh, I, I think I can definitely take time before I watch it again. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that's like, you know, with the Mel Brooks movies, it's not movies that, like, I instantly run to rewatch again. But whenever I do go back and rewatch them, I always have a fun time with them. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Is he your favorite? What's your favorite comedy? Phew. Fuck. I don't know. I feel like it's like a toss-up between like... It's probably a toss-up between like Ghostbusters and like... And like Blazing Saddles probably. Like one of those two. Really? Yeah. I think if I had to pick one... And it's so hard because again, I don't really watch all that many. Mm -hmm. Man, I don't fuck. It's so hard, dude. Like, I can't even think of all the comedy movies that I've watched. Like, off the t- other than like stupid Adam Sandler movies that I watched when I was a kid. But yeah, like Billy Madison. If I had, if I went by viewing, Billy Madison would be on there. But I, I think Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura is good too. Yeah, Ace Ventura I mean, I guess, one. Yeah, I didn't really think. I mean, like Liar Liars up there for me. I really like Liar Liar a lot. Never seen it. It's really good. Never seen it. Never seen it. Um. I saw, um, I've seen fucking Me, Myself, and Irene. Mm, that's a good one, too. I've seen that. 
Uh, but Ace Ventura was a big one for me as a kid. Like I think most most yeah. people, most dudes. I, guess. I remember watching the second one a lot more than the first one because I think the second one was always on like Comedy Central. Yeah, like, I I completely agree. Yeah, I I've seen When Nature Calls. When Nature Calls is so fantastic. much more. I love When Nature. Calls. And also because the ending of one, as a seven year old, I you don't get. Yeah. You don't the get the whole Christmas you're older. thing. Yeah. Yeah, you don't understand that. I didn't I didn't get it. But while I was rewatching Ace Ventura like um, probably a month ago, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that that's the fucking girl from Blade Runner. In two or one? In one, the fucking police chief. Oh, is it? I didn't know that that she's from. She's the lady. She's the assistant from Blade Runner. Wow. No, I didn't know that. I'm like ninety percent sure that's what's that's her. Sean something, right? Huh. Sean something. All I remember is that Courtney Cox is in that one. Courtney Cox is in it, and she looks great. She does. It's funny, because uh, my fiancé is a huge fan of Friends, so I know that she would love that movie. Yeah. Oh, she hasn't seen Courtney it? Cox is in it. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, she... I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if she's seen it. I've never asked her. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, Sean, Mary Sean Young. Sean Young. Huh. Uh, Stripes, Blade Runner, Dune, No Way Out, Wall Street, Cousins, Fatal Instinct, Ace Ventura. Wow. All right. What a weird list of movies to be What did, What an eclectic list of films. <laughs> What else should she be in? Let's pull up some lists. Let's see what's going on. She's still acting. She's in Blade Runner 249, obviously, because she was the little bit of it. Which bit uh, was she? Bone Tomahawk. Oh, wait. The, the... Oh, she's the android. Is that who she is? Yeah, she plays like the... She's the she's Deckard's wife or whatever. Yeah. Called, right? Uh, Bone Tomahawk. She was in that. She was in... Oh, wow. Okay. Um, nothing really, nothing else huge since the, the '90s. Damn. You know who um, I always get confused for is in Men in Black One, the fucking medical doctor. Oh, Men in Black would corner. be up there too. Men in Black is a good comedy. Yeah, but at the same time, science fiction action. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more like a science fiction action than a comedy for yeah. sure. But more comedic elements. Yeah. But no, um, Linda Fiorentino, mm-hmm. who plays the um, the doctor, the the doctor, a man the corner, I guess she's not. Yeah, whatever, the, whatever doctor, whatever she yeah. is. I always kept, I always thought that she reminded me of. Um, she reminds me kind of of like Courtney Cox. She has like the same. Not Courtney Cox, but she reminds me of fucking. I kept thinking that she was like, not Rachel Weiss, Weiss, but um, someone along those lines. Hmm. And then whenever I would Google her name, every time I would watch Men in Black, I'm like, it's not her. So why do I keep? I, I kept doing it because I kept thinking she was someone else. I don't know who else. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. I completely am full of shit. Okay. So I remember. So I would keep thinking that I recognized her from somewhere, uh-huh. right? When I, when I would watch Men in Black, I kept thinking that she was another actress. Now I, I would Google her name and go, no, I don't know that name, so it can't be this person. Well, I'm looking at her fucking IMDb, and she was in Dogma, and that's the person I kept thinking she reminded me of. So it was her. So it was her the whole time. <laughs> I just didn't know her name. <laughs> I just didn't know her name. So okay, that's that's fun. Um, Zach, dude, any final thoughts about uh, Spaceballs? Anything else you want to hit? I mean, look, guys, if you haven't watched it yet, take a take a hour and a half to watch it and that's the other thing too is that like with the 90 stuff, minutes yeah 90 minutes short sweet you're in you're out 
it's good Mel time, Brooks man. gets it. He gets the ninety minute rule. Yeah. He to- oh he totally what, gets it. I don't think any of his movies what are movies, like over ninety minutes. The ninety minute rule applies to two movies genres in particular. Actions and comedies. Actions and comedies. Right? Now if the action movie is like you know, Blade Runner. Yeah. Well, then you can, okay, you can extend because it's more of a drama. Yeah. But if it's like Lethal Weapon, Die Hard. Commando. And both those movies might not be 90 minutes. I don't know. I think they're right around the 90 minute mark. But if they aren't, if they're longer, they ex- they excel at making it feel, feel like, like 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Die Hard is definitely around the 90 minute mark. I'm going to pull up Lethal Weapon. You pull up Die Hard. Uh, let me see. Die Hard. Lethal Weapon, 110 minutes. Die Hard that's right, is... That's right there in the range. Where the fuck is it? Why can I not see how long it is? What the fuck? I'll pull it up. Oh, hold on. Maybe it's time. Two hours and 12 minutes. Is it really? Wow. That's what it says. 132. I'm shocked. I definitely thought it would but be about... That movie has, a, has about half hour or 20 minutes of buildup. Okay. So technically, technically, when the movie actually starts, it's about ninety it's minutes. It's 90, 90 minutes. Yeah. Because for the first twenty minutes, it's him, you know, at the airport. Him, him at the airport. The guy, him getting the, the hotel. Driver. All that kind of stuff. So technically, when action starts, ninety minutes. So. How long is Predator? Is that ninety minutes? Let's look. Got the poster right here. Woohoo! Let's see. An hour 47, yeah. So right around 90 minutes. You know, dude, what? This is not, this is office baseballs. Mm. But um, I think tonight, I feel like watching The Matrix. Preparing for the fourth movie that's going to come out in like half a year? Well, the, th- the thing is that with that movie, I'm watching it like six times before then. Well, that's fair. Because I'm going to make sure that I, I, ha- I already know The Matrix. I know it. Mm-hmm. Right? But the, if you ask me, Jason, there are a few properties that I have seen enough times where I th- could tell you everything about the property. Mm-hmm. I, like Die Hard, I can tell you everything about Die Hard, right? Mm-hmm. Predator 1, I can tell you everything about Predator. But when it comes to a series of movies, Star Wars, obviously, I can tell you everything about Star Wars. I can tell you mostly everything about Star Wars, right? Like plot-wise, mm-hmm. plot importance. Um, Bill and Ted, easy. Back to the Future, got it, okay. But The Matrix. There, it's a trilogy of movies that I have seen... Some of the m- most movies I've seen ever are The Matrix. High on my, my review, my rewatch list. Okay. But it's the one franchise that I can never say 100% that I'm getting everything right. So I have to watch it like five times before December. That way that when my when I see the movie in theaters with my fiance and she says, So explain this, I can actively explain I mean, the train are you station. gonna be able to like sit down and write a dissertation about what the hell's going on in the Matrix? Well, the day before release we're gonna watch all three back to back. Okay. It's how she can get over it. That's fair. And if she wants to pause at the train station and revolutions, fuck off. Not gonna get married. Oh no, dude! That train station scene is rough. It is rough. And I, well, look, we all had to suffer through it, so she can too. Well, that's true. It's definitely a rite of passage for watching the Matrix. You have to suffer. Yeah. In the station. in the middle of the fucking architect speech, if she asked me to pause it and explain, look, she can't pause no. off the architect speech. No. You've got to listen to the whole thing. 
It doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to you. You have to listen to the whole thing. I'll I'll unpack it at the end of the movie. Yes. But in the I mean, middle, luckily, listen. it's almost the end of the movie when that happens. So she doesn't yes, have to wait for exactly. Long. I'll unpack it after. Right. Well, Zach, dude, I don't have anything else to say about Spaceballs. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed it for Super the most fun. part. Um, I, I'm not surprised I avoided it in, for 20-some years. Mm. Um, I don't I don't think that I have the feeling of regret for avoiding it. Mm. I could have probably gone my whole life without seeing it and still been fine. But I am, I am glad that I watched it. I think it's a fun movie. I think the sets look great. Mm. Special effects are, 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 are exactly what I expect to be of a proper um, star, like a Star Wars movie. They look good. Yeah. Sets look good. Costumes look good. The big standout is definitely Rick Moranis mm. for sure. Um, everyone else is good. No one else is bad in the movie. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's good. But Rick Moranis is, as expected, when he's in a movie, not with Dan Aykroyd, Hale Ramis, and Bill, and Bill Murray who I think are the only guys who could, like... Outstate him. Top him. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because if, if it was, like, Hale Ramis in the movie, Hale Ramis is going to win. But he's not. Yeah. It's Rick Moranis. This is a Rick Moranis vehicle. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, he's at the top, top for sure. So 100%. that's what I think. I get that. So... Yeah. Uh, anything else, too, before we wrap up? No, that was it. I mean, you basically hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, yeah, I just... You know, I don't really regret having watched it when i was a kid i enjoyed this movie a hell of a lot and you know for me it's one of those movies that definitely like hits the nostalgia button for sure so cool man well hey guys thanks for listening thanks for watching yes we'll see you back next week with another episode of license to view see you guys